Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu, and unfortunately, Jeff Fisher is joining us as well. Unfortunate. I'm just hanging out. Good to see you. Nice to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm just seeing. Unfortunately, it wasn't here for the entire show. Yeah, that was sad. That's what I was trying to say. Oh well. Okay. Then. Oh well. We'll try to. We'll try to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, We went through a a lot of the uh, election stuff. We're getting set into kind of the final, the final stretch here, as we're only, you know, I mean, we've got up until Christmas, and then we're only a few weeks away from. Uh, from the new year when we start voting. After um, the holidays, it'll be literally, what, three to four weeks before yeah, Iowa. Early February. Yeah. So that's coming up uh, right around the corner. We get into that. Which is later than it used to be because it's moved. It's, they moved it back a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got an alternative take on Bloomberg. Is there a positive case to be made for Bloomberg? No. We attempted. It's, it's, I don't know that it's perfectly successful, but it, there's an interesting idea there. Uh, we also uh, go into a... Um, a potential UFO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was there a UFO sighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it feels like there was. It feels like there was, Jeffy says. And also, we have Jeffy's new business. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Jeffy's thank opening up a new business. Very exciting. We have to look up for that. I'm you, excited about if it. If you need bad news told to someone and then you don't want to do it yourself, I'm here for it. Jeffy is here. Bad I'm news here. breakers for you right now. Uh, we have all that uh, and more on a very... It's a fun day. It's the last day before Thanksgiving. We come back on Monday. So here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is this is going to be, I guess, the storyline to the end of the year. The Democrats want to get this impeachment thing over by the end of the year. They want the vote by the end of the year. Well, it's strange because they're going to the the uh, judiciary committee now with yeah. with uh, Jerry Nadler. Yep. Uh, if if you have an ironclad case like we heard last week from uh, Schiff, why are you pushing this now to the judiciary? Vote. Well, they have to do the articles of impeachment. So yes. So, but does it, my is understanding it of the, the process, judiciary yeah. writes those up? Yeah. Is that what it it's is? It's the judiciary that okay. that's going to come up with those, and they right. go through a, a series of hearings. That are less about like the evidence of the case and more about the process of how impeachment needs to work and what they're going to go after and how they're going to create the articles of impeachment. You know what the problem is? This just all takes too long. Um, if we were more like China, we just do this. Just get him out. Just uh, throw him out. That's what you do. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. This whole constitutional thing slows things down. It does. Makes you ponder things. Makes you think about it. It doesn't allow you to just do things on impulse, yeah. which is what we need. <laughs> I mean, we need impeachment to be like the Hershey's bar in the checkout line at the grocery store. You're, you're going through and you see some gum and you see Hershey's and like Bang! Reese's. You just pick them up. They're in your you mouth. Don't think about it. Is it a good choice? Do I need this candy? No. You don't think about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You're 30 seconds later. You're just eating candy. Yeah. And, and that's then you're you feeling terrible do. about yourself after. <laughs> and that's the way this all ends. We all just feel terrible about ourselves. Uh, it's interesting to see this because I don't. Uh, there's an interesting case to be made for Democrats to say, why are we going to cut this short? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, let's just keep calling witnesses. Let's draw it out. Let's draw it out. Let's call all the people mm-hmm. in the uh, in the in the West Wing, people like Mulvaney and, and formerly Bolton, um, that say that they would testify if courts demand they testify. Let's put it through the court system. Let's wait the, the several months until it all, it all shakes out. Let's just keep it going. Because what what the, what it looks like to me now, and I think to a lot of people who are 
maybe in the middle and looking at this, not really understanding the process and, and not really knowing where this is going, it looks like the Democrats are just rushing through this. Yeah. Which, by the way, they are. I mean, with, it's true. With, they are. But they it are looks, it's not supposed to look that way. When you're doing yeah. that, it's, it's supposed to look like you're doing this fair thing and it's, we just want to get to the facts. How can you even argue that when you've spent two weeks on it? This whole call just came to light like four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And in four weeks, we're already at the point basically where there's a vote on impeachment. It's insanity. And I think they're doing that because if it goes to the Senate, then you could get the uh, senators who are running for president embroiled in that. Oh, yeah. And keep them off the campaign trail. And they don't want that. But again, who are you talking about? You're talking about Elizabeth By, uh, Warren, yeah, Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala uh, Harris, Kamala Harris uh-huh. right? Like, you know, yep. there's a good argument to be made that a lot of people in the Democratic Party and the leadership probably don't want any one of those three as the actual candidate mm-hmm. i mean they might want a biden they might want a Buttigieg. they i mean they don't they definitely don't like sanders they don't care about sanders uh i mean yeah, i don't I know that's true I, I am a little concerned about michael bennett and what, what he, what's going to happen to him if he can't campaign because right now he is rocketing to zero percent and will he get beyond that i don't know so hard to get beyond that. You Cory know, Booker is another one, by the way. Booker, there. I love that. Mr. Spartacus oh. is struggling at still, uh, according to Quinnipiac, 2%. 2%. He's tied with Yang. Now, Yang gang. Uh, uh, in the national Quinnipiac poll, this is amazing to me. Biden is at number one again, mm-hmm. 24%. So he's up three percentage points. Then it's Buttigieg, up six to 16%. He's number two now nationally. Amazing. That's crazy. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Right. And again, no offense to South Bend, Indiana. Right. But the mayor of Miramar, Florida, just dropped out of the race. Oof. Wayne Messamentum Messam. And, and it's bigger than It's bigger than South, South Bend. Bend. Uh, for whatever reason, the Democrats, I assume, because I've learned from Democrats, it must be skin color. Wayne Messam's black. So that's, I assume that's why they don't like him, but they like Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. But it, it is bizarre <laughs> that this guy... Who is you know a mayor of a of a, you know small to mid sized city mm-hmm. is the number two guy beating yeah. out everybody except Joe Biden uh, somebody nobody had ever heard of until a few months ago he does strike you though just from the the sort of eye test as one of the more competent people you could tell he's smart you could he doesn't get flustered by a lot of stuff yeah he's well spoken yeah and, and he's controlled and he has no record which is is a nice yeah. benefit for the for the left. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of stuff to pick him apart on. They're like, well, he once fired a police chief that was unpopular in his community. It's like, all right, that's your... Okay. Uh, there's not a lot and, of negative on the guy, right? Uh-huh. And, yeah. and and you could see this with the other candidates. They struggle to find things to say that are bad about him because he hasn't done anything. He's like 12 years old. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wow, he skipped a birthday party uh, last year, <laughs> and, and it was at a trampoline park. They had to pay the fee. And he promised the friend he'd be there. Yeah, that's the other thing. And yeah, then no and present he, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and when he did finally give him a present after he was called out on it, it was the same president he present he got from another kid at his birthday party, a blatant regift. <laughs> like that's about all. I don't know. I, I don't know what he's. You know, he hasn't really done anything. And yet um, there he is at number two. It's crazy. Number two. And Warren has slipped to third. She's going away. Yep. She dropped fourteen percent. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, it does to, give you fourteen percent. Does that give you a little bit of hope? It does. Yeah, it does. And especially since Sanders is behind her at thirteen, so it does give me hope that maybe you know we're not quite there to to the socialism yet. I and American people, the American people don't want socialism. 
I hope that's still the case. And it seems like it is because Biden's not a socialist. And I, I don't think Buttigieg either, is either. Um, then you go to the bottom tier and you see the Bloomberg's already at 3% tied with Harris and, and uh, Klobuchar. But he's spending a ton of money to get to that 3%. So yeah, well, uh, you he, think he'll ever have his moment where he rockets you know, uh, let, into the teens? We have to take a 60-second break here. But right. I want to come back on the other side. I have been very dismissive of the Bloomberg thing. I have too. Uh, and I think with good reason. There's a lot of good reasons why to, to be dismissive of Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> However... I I I, heard, I was listening uh, yesterday to uh, Jim Garrity, who's a very very smart guy who who sees this stuff. Uh, he's from the National Review, and he made a a case in the affirmative for Bloomberg that I thought was pretty compelling. Mm. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It might be just as simple, though, as, you know, Joe Biden just pretty much number one lead lead candidate start to finish. That is what it is it, so it, far. It's so far. I mean, he had moments where... Uh, Warren passed him a little bit for a while in some polls, not even yeah, in not every a, poll. Nope. Yeah, it was never more than half the polls that yeah. she passed him. It was really kind of a statistical dead heat for about two weeks. And now people have gotten to know her, and I don't think they like her. They don't. And, and I don't think they like her policies, and they understand that, it, it, come on, we can't spend $52 trillion on your stuff. We can't do it. And and I think they understand that that estimate is probably way low. And it can't be done. It just can't happen. Just Medicare for all will cost us more than $50 trillion over 10 years. This no question. Is, everyone's like, well, they, they estimated it at $32 trillion. It's Come not going to be $32 trillion. It we never is. It. We've explained why on several occasions. You can go back and listen to those shows in depth if you want. But, I mean, the point here is that we all know these things blow up mm-hmm. above their budget. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really uh, obvious fundamental reasons why, including, uh, in this case, uh, you know, like when you do, um, uh, when you when Medicaid or Medicare pays hospitals, pays doctors, they pay a lower rate than than for private insurance. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Warren assumes in her plan is that she will just pay everybody at that rate. We already pay a rate for Medicare. We'll just continue to pay that rate and just spread it out over the entire health system. Well, the reason why they're able to pay or accept Medicare and Medicaid payments that are lower reason doctors do that is because they charge private insur- insurance more, right? Mm-hmm. So they even it out. They basically say, okay, well, this one's coming from the government. We'll accept less, and we'll accept more from he- over here, and that'll give us a nice midpoint number. Well, right. when you take everyone down to that lower payment number, the, it's going to shake the health system apart. And that's the type of thing that will not, in reality, actually happen. They're not going to, they're going to have to raise the payments so these places can stay in business so the hospitals all don't start closing down. They're not going to allow that to happen. So they'll just print more money and spend more money. And instead of 32 trillion, it'd be 52 trillion. Mm-hmm. And instead of 59 trillion in total cost for all these plans, it'll be 79 trillion. Yeah. You know what? There's a reason doctors make a lot of money. And the reason is they were in school for 24 years <laughs> and then they did a residency and they didn't make any money doing it. And they, yeah. they come out with massive debt. Uh, they have to work long hours. They ha- and I know it's, it sounds like a sob story to somebody who's making 50,000 when they're making, you know, 950,000 or a million dollars a year. 
But really, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. They've done a lot of schooling. They've got a skill that not many people have. They were willing to sacrifice the first section of their lives to do this. And it's hard. And you're on call all the time. And you got crappy hours. I mean, it's not easy. Especially if you're a surgeon and you're you're on call. And I, I've got a really good friend who's who's uh, on call all the time, like five times a month. They could call him at any time of the day or night, and he's he's picking through somebody's brain in 15 minutes. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. And so they're not going to want to take a massive pay cut because we have a universal health care system now. They're not going to want to do that. You're going to lose a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. a lot of good doctors. Especially if you're, you know, 58 and you're like, I'm a few years away from retirement. Not I've already do it. made a lot of money. Yeah. Screw this. Right. You know, you're gone. Uh, and now look, a lot of it's 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 you can't just summarize it that way. So many doctors do this because they they love it uh, and because they want to help people. But but in in addition to that, they do want to keep their doors open and pay their people. Yes, it's not just about like becoming yes. a millionaire. And it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting them to pay themselves either. Yeah, there's I have nothing wrong with that. No problem with it. But even yeah. people who don't mind sacrificing their own stuff, well, <clears throat> it's not that simple. Yeah, you know, we've seen what the a disaster. The paperwork can be with these things. I mean, mm-hmm. when's the last time a, a, a government program came along that was incredibly efficient that you're just like, wow, you're mesmerized by the way they're able to handle this. I mean, this is, you know, they launched these these electronic records for doctors and now they all have to do that. They hate it. They hate it. It's a terrible mm-hmm. system. It eats up half their time with their patients. Like, th- this is not something, these things don't work when the government tries to do them. And they're going to try yep. to give this one-size-fits-all thing for our entire healthcare system. And we're all going to be freaking driving to somewhere else to get if, our health care. If this goes through, if it really happens, uh, we're going to long for the days uh, of the crappy healthcare system that we have <laughs> yeah. now that's behind Cuba and Botswana <laughs> in, the, in the eyes of so many. You're going to see how great the American healthcare system is if we ever go to universal healthcare. Hmm. You'll rule the day. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Uh, BillOReilly.com had a uh, pretty interesting interview uh, with somebody called, um, was it Donald Trump? Trump? Donald Donald Trump? Yeah, I guess uh, hmm. uh, selected president of the United States after he yeah, selected, manipulated the not Russian elected. choice right. uh, for Thank president. You. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're doing our MSNBC <laughs> impression here. Um, so Trump was on with O'Reilly uh, on BillOReilly.com. Mm. And uh, I, tell me if, you, if, if, if people are reading into this too much. Is he th- basically throwing Rudy under the bus here, Giuliani? Because, I mean, I do kind of feel like, end of the day, there's a good chance this were, this is where this ends. The one, like, we have lots of people on record saying um, that this was an edict, right? That there was a quid pro quo for varying circumstances and varying ways they learned about this. And we can go over all that, and we have. But everybody basically seems to say they got word of this from Rudy Giuliani. 
Yeah. Not from Trump, but right. from Rudy Giuliani. Yes. And here's Trump kind of putting a little, it seems to be a little bit of a dividing wall between himself and Giuliani. <laughs> this is uh, Trump with uh, Bill O'Reilly yesterday. What was Rudy Giuliani doing in Ukraine on your behalf? Well, you have to ask that to Rudy, but Rudy, I don't, I don't even know. I know he was going to go to Ukraine, and I think he canceled the trip. Rudy Giuliani, he's your personal lawyer. Giuliani's your personal lawyer. So you didn't direct yeah. him to go to Ukraine to do anything or put no, any heat on him? No, I didn't direct him, but he, 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 Wait, is a, he is a warrior. Rudy's a warrior. Rudy went, he possibly saw something. But you have to understand, Rudy has other people that he represents. No. Oh, my. I mean, <laughs> oh, my. He just said <laughs> he had nothing to do with Rudy Giuliani going to Ukraine. So that's, a, I mean, it's a pretty strong oh, man. separation wall. Now, remember, in the past, Giuliani has said he was there at, at the direction of Trump, um, which I don't, I don't remember Trump disagreeing with, but I don't remember him ever confirming it either. So is this going to be kind of the defense? Like, look, and as we've said a million times, I don't think this is impeachable. Uh, it's, not, it's not my view that this is an impeachable situation. That being said, the, the, the administration's job here, right, is to uh, politically mm -hmm. to protect the president at all costs. Yeah. Uh, now, you could say, I mean, a lot of people would say, well, that's not the right thing to do. But, I mean, that's what the political job to do is. I mean, do you believe that he didn't direct Rudy Giuliani to go to Ukraine? Right, it's hard to believe. Uh, it's impossible Again, to believe. I'm going under the... Of course he sent Rudy to, to Ukraine. Right. I, I'm going under the assumption here. Mm -hmm. I view this entire thing as Donald Trump did want a quid pro quo with this money. There's a report <laughs> in the New York Times today that they're, they're saying that uh, Trump... They did... When they, gave, when they released the funds to Ukraine, it mm -hmm. was after they had learned about the whistleblower report. Yes. So, yes, they've been saying that for a while. Well, was, this was, I guess, an additional confirmation then because it was it broke today in the Times. And look, I don't people keep saying, well, I, I don't agree with that. And that didn't happen. I don't care if it happened. Like to me, there is a question as to whether it was in, for the good of the country or it was just his own political benefit. If it was his own political benefit, then he should be impeached. I don't think that's what it was, though. I think there was more to it than that. I think it was for um, the country. I think and it was I for both. I don't know why they won't say that. Yeah, I, I don't think know it was why for, they uh, won't. Frankly, I think it was for both. I think he liked the idea you can that do, it was Biden. You can do a quid pro quo all day long all day if long. it's the, in the good of the country. Right. Anytime and, you want. And we, we don't we, have to give them any aid, right. let alone $400 million. Exactly. So we all, and that's why I'm operating. I don't care about this back mm. and forth. Because I don't see it as one of these things that is a problem if it's done for the good of the country. We right. all know that it right. happens all the time. Yes. So when you look at this, though, I mean, Biden did it. You may not admitted have, to it. Exactly. You may not have legalistic proof that Donald Trump is on paper or on a, a recording saying, "Rudy, you got to do this. We're going to hold back the the aid." But I think if you look at the the breadth of evidence, it's likely that this did occur, or mm -hmm. at least the impression was strongly given, because everyone, even people who opposed the quid pro quo, for for some reason was still doing it. Like you know, Sondland <laughs> is like yep. opposed to it, and he's still going to Ukraine and telling them, "Yeah, it's a quid pro quo." Well, why would he do that? If there's no he if he doesn't. I mean, he believes that that's the directive, whether it is or not, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't care if it's the directive if it's for the good of the country. And I think, like, that's the line they need to go to. Here, though, you can see a defense developing of, look, Rudy's just a renegade. He's out there doing all sorts of crazy crap. I have no idea what it is. That is, it's not the, it's not the, day, the thing you want to hear if you're Rudy Giuliani. I'll say that.
It's not it's not your favorite moment of this entire uh, escapade. It's not the thing I wanted to hear as Pat Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't think that can, you know, that's not going to hold up. That, that just can't hold up. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Americans, uh, just so stingy, uh, so pathetic. Like this, uh, you know, this billionaire Jeff Bezos, <laughs> hundred million dollars. What's he ever done? <laughs> I know? don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I don't. Well, I mean, he shouldn't have the money he does. Shouldn't have it. Well, it's billionaires evil. shouldn't exist. They shouldn't exist. They're you, evil. You know what? Well, you get a lot mm-hmm. of good outcomes mm-hmm. when a government comes together and says a certain group of people shouldn't exist. Always ends well. Always. In every case, right? In every case. Can you think of any case where that hasn't... <laughs> I, I, you're really testing me here. I mean, I'm sure uh... there, there may be one. But I mean, <laughs> usually when a government comes together and say, you know what? This group of people should not... We should wipe them off the planet. Yeah. Yeah. That usually ends well. It does. It, it does. does. And I think it will with billionaires, too. Oh, I think so. When you start dragging them out of their offices and beating them to death in the street, that'll won't that be great? Oh, we'll all Just be there cheering. all billionaires. I'll tell you that. So... Bezos gave $100 million to charity, and that's uh, selfish, I guess, because he has more money than that. And by the way, he's donated more money than that to charity. It just happens to be this particular donation to homelessness was $100 million. The response from people is so incredible. Like uh, this guy, a whopping 0.09% of his net worth. Thanks so much, Jeff. Unbelievable. How much did you give? Yeah. Uh, how generous of him to donate less than what he makes in an hour, which I don't I don't know that he makes a... <laughs> that would be a really good hour. That's a good hour. Billionaires are evil. He could end homelessness if he wanted to. No, no he couldn't. No, he couldn't. Uh, homelessness involves a lot of mental illness and... You know, you can't buy you people out of their mental illness? Of no. What if, you, what if you spend a lot, though? You still can't. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you could spend a hundred trillion. There'd still be homeless people. Really, mm. yeah. two hundred trillion. I don't know where you get that from. There's certainly never been any any, any well let's historic see. books that have discussed <laughs> the fact that there will always be poor people. Something called the Bible. Oh, I think Michael it's related Bible? to Michael. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a Bible out there that says there will always be the poor among us. Huh? Yeah. Also, we've kind of found that out our own selves with uh, President Johnson's Great Society uh, and $23 trillion spent in the war on poverty. And still, is there homelessness? I think yeah. There's, yeah this is there poverty? Little, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. the same amount there was, percentage-wise, in 1965. Which is <laughs> an embarrassing failure. It is. And we should point this out, and it's not said enough. When you come down and you're making the the Mount Rushmore of the worst presidents in U.S. history, Lyndon Johnson needs to be carved into the mountain. He's one of the four, for sure. He, he, he never gets the credibility he deserves as one of the Let's crappiest presidents. Let's go ahead and carve presidents. him in. I'm, pr- I'm doing it He's right now. He's the first one we're carving right now. <laughs> yes. You also got to carve a sculpture of FDR. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson and Barack Obama. There's your four, I think. You think? I think so. F- FDR. Would you put FDR? I mean, FDR... I guess, I mean, because you have the the war stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, the, all the government programs that kept us in the Great Depression for 12 years rather than pulling out in a year or two no, like everybody I, else did. I'm not arguing he's a good president, okay. but I mean, I, I'm saying, is he on the, the four? Because I think you've got to have Lyndon Johnson on there. Here's a guy who's put all the debt problems What would problems you put instead Lyndon. of FDR? Because obviously Woodrow Wilson. Do you also argue with gotta Barack ha- Obama? Got to have Woodrow Wilson on there. Obama, I, yeah, I mean, I, it feels like you need a contemporary, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he... Yes, I guess I put him. I'm trying to think. I mean, what about Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson, maybe. Probably he needs because of his to lies be talked and, about. And uh, um, treatment of the Native Americans, Trail of Tears, all of that. Yeah, yeah. there's some. I mean, a good case could be made for Andrew Jackson. I mean, Taft couldn't even fit in a bathtub. Do you put him on there? <laughs> I think we might because he was a fat tub of goo. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he was he was um, overweight, right? And I've heard so that. I think that could be. <laughs> Could be something. I don't know if you put Taft up there, you'd need another mountain. Like you'd have to have double, double the mountain space. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like putting Jeffy yeah. up there. You no, couldn't, you couldn't do that. You can't do that. No. Oh, do we have a, a look back at the life of William Howard Taft. All right, just roll it. I guess. The Glenn Beck Program presents Retrospective. Retrospective. On today's episode, William Howard Taft. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1857, grew up to become America's 27th president. He died in 1930. He was overweight. <laughs> this has been Retrospective <laughs> on the Glenn Beck Program. Limited fact So that finding. was the, yeah, that was yeah. the one notable thing about him. <laughs> it really I guess is. he was overweight. overweight. Okay. It's really the only thing anyone ever says about Taft. <laughs> it is. I have no idea what his policies were. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they were you know, wonderful for the time. Sure. But I do know he was overweight. Yeah. We do know that. I mean, if you're redoing the actual Mount Rushmore, I mean, I think we're both putting Coolidge up there, right? For sure. Coolidge yeah. is definitely going up. Absolutely. I mean, Reagan's going up. Coolidge, Reagan. Mm-hmm. For me, I got to have George Washington up Got to have Washington. And maybe Jefferson. I love I love Thomas Jefferson, uh, but Coolidge, Reg, oh Lincoln, you gotta, you gotta have, have Lincoln, Lincoln there. Yeah, you <laughs> can't. Crap, this is yeah, hard. It's hard. We've had a lot of good presidents. Actually. Yeah, we have. The really terrible ones, we've had a decent amount of. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like, if you want to talk about like most ineffective presidents, right? Like, you could put Jimmy Carter on that list easily. Oh yeah. But like, you don't think of him yeah. as like a real upending our entire no. system because right? he didn't. He was just really bad at his he, job. Yeah. yeah, everything he did sucked. Yeah, but it wasn't like Wilson. Who, I mean, you know, the Wilson <clears throat> policies we'd look back at now and be like, "Wow, those are really conservative." But he changed <laughs> the whole fabric of the country. Yeah, right. A lot. Yes. Of, that was one of those things where. You know, he took a country that was going down one path and jammed the whole country in reverse and went down another path. Where, like, someone mm-hmm. like Johnson just accelerated us down that path so fast. And people, because, you know, look, it came after the Kennedy thing. There was a, a feeling of, he kind of just overlooked everything at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, Johnson is responsible for, you know, a massive amount of our problems in this country when it comes to debt massive is overlooked and not to mention the guy was a an incredible racist, racist. and a jerk mm-hmm. to almost everybody around and him. people will say well he signed the he signed yeah. the bill he signed the civil rights bill yeah after opposing it for 20 years right. yeah he yeah. did finally because he knew he had to by oh. then he had to 
he and was the stuff he said awful. to the people around him, including uh, constantly to African Americans. I mean, the guy yeah. was a, not a good guy, absolute racist. Yeah, uh, you have to have put him in the conversation there for worst president of all time. He also enmeshed us much more deeply in Vietnam, mm-hmm. which was a massive, to me, mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if we could learn from some of those mistakes now and stop getting involved in everybody else's problems. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is uh, it's it's fascinating to you that like you know the Republicans are the war mongers. Well, it's Nixon that got us out of there, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's right. Yeah, it's, it is Nixon's the guy who's right. doing diplomacy with China. Like you know, yes. it, it is a weird the, the way this stuff you know the narratives change in such strange ways with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where Republicans who fought for the only people who cared about civil rights for a hundred years. And the whole time, the whole the whole time yeah the whole time and mm. you know democrats are the ones i mean we go back with this i mean you know D'Souza said this in his book and i i have no reason to i i have not found evidence to the contrary that every single member of the kkk was a democrat <laughs> all of them that's what it was a democrat organization it was kind of the militant wing of yeah. the democrat party in fact when you know in the in the in the early days of the Klan. Mm-hmm. Does he claim that there was never I mean, I don't know if he Republican says it about, like... I mean, because, there, what, there's probably, like, 19 <clears throat> Klan members today. I don't know what they are. Right? Like, what is David yeah. Duke? I mean, David Duke has run as a both a Democrat and a Republican, right? I think he has. Over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly it's possible now. I, but I, I believe that was his statement. I remember him saying it on the air. I was like, really? Is that true? And he go. I mean, he went back and, and, and mm. had, to, had a decent amount of backing on it. Uh, I haven't gone through every member's list that's an myself, amazing but that's an incredible thing. fact. If that's absolutely true, that's yeah. amazing. Wow! And we, you know, so we know all this, and and somehow it gets it gets twisted. Yeah, that, into Republicans are the racists. Yeah, they're the ones that hate minorities. Mm, no. Yeah, and and we're, it's interesting to see. This has been one thing that has been fascinating about the Trump presidency, and, and more and more recent parts of it specifically. You know, since like the Kanye West thing has gone on. Uh, there's a poll that came out from Rasmussen, who you know, look, it gives has a lot of favorable polls for the president, but says that something like 34 percent of African Americans are now supporting uh, Donald Trump. Now, if that number were to be true, we could just we could just cancel the election because Trump will definitely win if that number is true. Now, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I will say I don't believe the number is that high, but I do believe it's increased. Uh, and you know, this. There is an effect. We all know. There's a reason why companies pay billions of dollars every year to hire celebrities to talk about their products. Because it moves people. It it makes people consider mm-hmm. things they might not have considered before. Right? If you see a new, like, you know, this happens all the time with, uh, you look at uh, Us Weekly. That is, I don't even know if it exists anymore. But that magazine, Us Weekly, and certainly a million different TMZ-type websites, they put the pictures of, like, Here's random celebrity walking down the street. And you're like, why would anyone care what uh, what this person looks like walking down the street as they're shopping? Well, I mean, I I watched my wife read those stories and look at those pictures, and she looks at every little detail. What bag are they carrying? <laughs> what shirt, shoes are they wearing? What sunglasses do they have on? And a lot of the times that stuff's just planted, right? Like they're coming out of a specific store. There's some deal that they have going on. Mm-hmm. celebrities do move people and purchases is are, are not the only category for that and so when you have a guy like kanye west 
who's making the arguments that are completely true. I don't like. I, I have no, you know, I'm not a Kanye West guy. <laughs> you know, he's not, I'm not a target demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is saying things that conservatives and you know dozens or hundreds of conservative <clears throat> black uh, individuals have called us over the years to say these things. I'm sick of just being told this is how I vote because of the color of my skin. I am a, right. I'm an individual here. And Kanye just bringing that argument to the table and convincing people... And calling people that out to, as yeah, racist. As racist. And, can, and, and at least opening the minds of people who don't follow politics every day. You know, there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. are African-American and it's like, I, I believe the Democrats have the right vision for me for whatever reason, even though I don't agree with it. I, but there's a lot of people, just like there are in every group, who have no connection to politics and issues on a daily basis. They mm-hmm. watch the Kardashians. Well, now the Kardashians are hanging in with Donald Trump. And the, the other guy on the Kardashians is hanging out with Donald Trump. And he's saying, you know what? Maybe you guys should consider at least looking at a different option. We've tried all this crap for 100 years, and it's not working out all that well for us. And yeah. now we have the lowest unemployment we've ever seen for African Americans. Why don't we, I don't know, why don't we like, entertain this a little bit? So I do think there is a bump there uh, that is, that's real. And when that can be challenged, when it can be the counterculture way, you know, uh, it, when, when the cool thing to do is to question the, you know, the thing everyone else is doing. That's what it used to be, right? Like when you're growing up, you see what your parents did, and you're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You know, I want to go the other way. Everyone's saying I should do this. I want to do that. And that, for whatever reason, has not crossed over in, in, uh, the, with the Democrats and younger voters and black voters and to some level Hispanic voters. Uh, that, if that can be overturned and people can say, just giving a chance, you don't have to agree, but give a chance to the idea that maybe freedom's the best way for you to go. Maybe you having your own money is the best way for you to go. Maybe not going to the government for so many things is a better approach. If that can get out there, there's no reason that can't connect with every group. It's very human. You know, not wanting someone in your way, having an opportunity to control your own destiny is very human. And I think any group would like that. But it's just, it's got such a crappy brand name on it right now. Yeah. It's hard to convince others. But I, I mean, someone like Kanye West can make a dent with that audience, I think. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Uh, Jeffy's with us. Um, anybody buying that uh, there was a super velocity UFO that just passed by the Earth? NASA's released photographs of an unexplained of unexplained sound waves moving across the Earth at high velocity speeds. High tech cameras on the International Space Station captured it. Uh, the bizarre images have sparked a frenzy of speculation of where it came from. The images show a strange cloud pattern that looks as if it was produced by some unidentified flying object, a secret sonic weapon. Uh, the mysterious ripples in the clouds extend for miles from space. The images were first spotted by uh, NASA, uh, the NASA website by Blake and Brett Cousins, who run the Conspiracy Theorist Group YouTube channel third phase of the moon but they're right on a lot of things really a, a lot of third things. phase of the moon yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. they're right in the first two phases mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. 
both of the YouTubers agree that whatever it was, it was both. massive. Both of them agree. Do we have, do we Not have just one news of news stories that include the Not phrase "both of, of the YouTubers agree"? <laughs> That's yes, a news do. story. That's yeah. A, What's wrong with that? Doesn't seem like that's like what they're like. Two people said on Twitter, like that's not a news story. Yeah, that's the not a thing. The fact that two people said something on Twitter just means it's a thing that can be said. Yes. All things are said on Twitter. I know, but two YouTubers agreed with NASA here. And let's not forget they Did have they? a website called Third Phase of the Moon. So, so, so oh, that's a great point <laughs> and all, but I just, I just feel like. You know, maybe we'd need a little uh, more evidence. Really? I do. I, like, for okay. example, yesterday when they shut the White House down, they were like, oh, where did you hear about that? The slow blob moving in the slot in the sky? Yeah, that freaks you out. A yeah. slow blob moving in the sky. They they locked down the White House. It was a bunch of birds. That's Flo- it? In a flock. Yeah. What? Has that been confirmed on YouTube yet? <laughs> Third phase of the moon thinks it was an alien. <laughs> okay. uh, but everyone else seems to think it were bird. It was okay. birds. Okay. But again, those are the same who? people who tell you that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Thank you. <laughs> so. They closed down the White House for 20 minutes yeah. because of birds? Well, they, they're aggressive birds. But <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, and I mean, embarrassing, I guess it can't be too by the way. Sure. And uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. Wow. Well, the same day he was pardoning birds, then more birds are shutting down the White House. Right? I mean, the world's gone. Right? The world's gone. Shut it down. He was actually pretty funny when the, on the pardon of the of the turkey thing when he was he was talking about the fact that yes they've been pardoned but they've they've already been subpoenaed by Adam Schiff and his group. And they'll, they'll be asked to testify in the basement of uh, of the Capitol building. He didn't get a lot of laughs at the time. Though. He didn't. He, he didn't, didn't get the get laughs, laughs he deserved. The time, there. No, I know. Uh, so all right. Well, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Not no, you. Not you. Everybody oh, else yes. have a great Thanksgiving. Jeffy, yes. yours? Eh. Mm, you can have an okay Thanksgiving. We, we, we'll have, this, uh, we have this okay blanket way. that has smallpox on it. Right. Here, take that. <laughs> the Blaze Radio Network. On demand.